Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, I'm here. I'm super stoked to be almost finished with curling season. Yeah, because it's so it's like time to get outside, right? It's so nice. Yeah, it's been a beautiful week here in the nation's capital. You've been out a bunch since uh, since we talked. Yeah, yeah, you know, walking around, getting my uh, fill of fresh air. Uh, so, just like uh, trying to trying to like really get into the spring feeling because it hasn't been that uh, that nice so far. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been pretty cold, warmth. We can feel but it now. Yeah, now just like. Whew. Get yeah. out, get moving. Now, Scott, you also mentioned uh, last time we spoke when we talked about the Women's Worlds back on Monday that you had your vaccine appointment, but you didn't say when it was. Have you had your vaccine yet? Not yet. It will be on Victoria Day. Okay. Exciting. That's a nice way to yes. celebrate the holiday. Yeah, nice present uh, for Queen Victoria. There you go. So, uh, so that's uh, good stuff because, uh, yeah, we're close to the long weekend here across the country in Canada and uh, it's late this year. Yeah. It's yeah. A uh, it's a late one, but uh, that's okay. Uh, it's a, it's a real two, four, like you say, a yeah. traditional May two, four. So I'm going to have to get 24 beers. There you go. <laughs> but I won't uh, drink but... them until after I've gotten my COVID vaccine and I feel okay. Yes. Yeah. You're going to want to make sure everything's under control, feeling good. Um, and your vaccine will come uh, right after the end of the world championships. Got day after the world mixed curling championship gold medal game. There'll be that. And then you'll go get vaccinated. Yeah. It's almost like I planned it, right? Yeah. Works out, uh, works out pretty well as uh, a lot of the folks are already heading to Aberdeen. Certainly folks from the Calgary bubble have headed over to Aberdeen for the 2021 Mixed World Curling Championship. 20 teams are participating. Scott, that is down from 48 teams the last time we had a World Mixed back in 2019. This was a planned change, though. This has nothing to do with COVID. It went from everybody who signs up gets in to now you have to qualify through the various regions. So we're at 20 teams. Mm-hmm. So a very different event from what we've seen in the past. Scott, how do you think, or do you think that going from the full entry, just show up and you can play down to the 20 teams, how do you think this will affect this event? Because we're not going to see the Israels. We don't have Nigeria. We don't have Mexico. Some of those countries that were in the mix that weren't necessarily threats to win a lot of games but they were there as part of the mixed doubles being an, an effort to grow the game. Now we're down to 20 mm-hmm. and 20 really good teams. I mean, mostly 20 really good teams, but I think it'll hurt the, you know, the growth of the game in those uh, newer curling countries, because even if they didn't have a four person team ready to go, you could say, Hey, listen, come and cut your teeth on mixed doubles. You get a chance to do some international play, uh, you know, we, we talked to Jason on our podcast and, and he had the opportunity to go and represent Hong Kong and, and sort of 
meet all these great players and get to see up close and personal what they do uh, to make them so, so great. So I don't love the change, but uh, that said, you're right. There still will be a really good teams here uh, ready to go. And I believe this will also be uh, qualifying for the Olympics. Is that right? Yes. So that is the number one thing of my five things to look for at this event is the Olympic qualification for 2022. The top seven teams in this event, uh, so the top seven finishers will qualify for the Beijing Olympics. If China is one of the top seven teams, then the eighth place team will qualify for the Olympic Games. This is different from what we saw at the men's and the women's event. So if China had qualified for the playoffs in either the men's or the women's, then the seventh place team would have made it. Different here, where eighth place will make it if China is in the top seven. The final two spots for the Beijing Games will be decided at an Olympic qualifying event to be played at some point next year. And those teams will be made up of the world championship teams, those who qualified for the world championship in 2020 and 2021, the host country, plus three teams from a pre-tournament event. So everyone in the world can sign up for that pre-tournament event. Three teams will come out of that, will go into this field, and the final two will come out and form that field of nine for the mixed doubles Olympic curling discipline as it will only be nine instead of 10 on the men's and women's side. So Scott, like we saw with the men's and women's, this really is an Olympic qualifying event. That is the key. That is why really it's being played and why the World Curling Federation is so eager or was so eager to get it done before the summer. Yeah, I was I was pretty sure it was going to be actually 12 teams for the mixed doubles. I thought there was going to be more teams than uh, before. So uh, sorry, I, I'm just trying to double check this really quick, but uh, there's no articles on it for that I can find right now. Because we did see, of course, there was only, I believe there was only eight at the first iteration of this. Was that right in, in 2018? That actually does sound right. I mean, I'll pull that up and we'll, we'll, we'll fact check that as we go. Okay. So that said, there's, there's 20 teams here competing for seven spots, which that seems like a, a kind of good, fair number from what I'm like thinking of in my head. Uh, if we had 14 and six made it, it's sort of a little less than 50%. Okay. Makes some sense. There's a lot of really good teams here that are comprised of four person team, regular players. And then we also have some mixed double specialist teams. So what I think will come out of this, I think we won't see too many surprises coming out of uh, this event. Uh, there's a couple I could see, like maybe Australia, maybe somebody like, uh, Estonia could come and and ch- challenge for those uh, one of those seven spots, but I, we'll see we'll see going coming out of it. You know, uh, if it's the traditional powers that we're expecting, or if it's something new. Yeah. So, like I said, there's 20 teams, two pools, and it's going to be a round robin within the pools. These are divided based off of the current rankings for each member association. So, I'll just run down the pools real quick. In Pool A. 
You have Australia, Canada, the Czech Republic, Germany, Hungary, Italy, RCF, Scotland, South Korea, and Spain. And then Group B is China, England, Estonia, Finland, Japan, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United States. So those seem pretty evenly balanced to me. And what we'll see is a round robin within the pools, and then we'll get into a playoff structure. Everyone, future Sean here, just hopping on real quick as we got confirmation on the playoff format after we recorded. And I just wanted to hop on and let you all know what it is. It is going to be a top six, just like the men's and the women's. A little different, though, in how you get there because we have the pool play. So it will be three teams from each pool, the top three per pool will get in. I think that's the right decision, even though a team with a worse record from one pool could get in mathematically over a, a team from the other pool. But since they're not playing the same schedules, this to me makes the most sense. So top three are in. The winner of each pool will go straight to the semifinal, and then we'll have a crossover. So the second place in pool A will play the third place in pool B and vice versa in the qualification games to get us to the semifinals. And there will be the Olympic qualifying game. So the 7th and 8th ranked teams will play in that Olympic qualifier. No word on what happens if China is in the mix anywhere in the top 8, how that plays out. If they're in the playoffs, does the 7th place team automatically get a berth and the 8th and ninth teams play each other for that spot? If China's 7 or 8, does the ninth place team get a spot in that game? It's not entirely clear right now. So we'll have to see what happens over the course of the week. But what we do know is top six, three from each pool, crossover qualification, first place teams straight into the semifinals, and then that final game for teams that aren't in the playoffs but are going for that final Olympic spot. Another note that is relevant to all this, but not to the Olympics necessarily, is that there will be relegation for this as well. So how this will work is that the 8th place team in Pool A will play the ninth place team in Pool B and vice versa. The winner of those two games will qualify their member associations for the 2022 Mixed Doubles World Championship, and the bottom four teams will be relegated out and have to qualify back in. This is the new system for Mixed Doubles Worlds, where, as we mentioned, it's not just everybody gets in. You have to qualify in, and there's four spots available to qualify, and the bottom four from this pool or from this field will automatically have to go into that. So the two 10th place finishers in each pool, and then we'll have two games, crossover eight versus nine, with the losers being relegated out. So that is the update on the playoffs. Now let's get back to the show. The playoffs do start on Saturday, and we'll run through qualification round, semifinals. There's also a game, uh, according to the schedule, that is specific to determining that seventh team. So Saturday will be a big day. We'll know all of the Olympic teams by Saturday night, uh, Aberdeen time. So Saturday afternoon here in Canada. And uh, again, this is really going to be the focus is who gets in. And, and there's normally at the world mix doubles, you would say there's less margin for error because traditionally they would have that 16 teams, round of 16, single elimination, 48 teams in the pool last time. You don't have that this year. It's a little bit more of a controlled environment. So I don't think there's as much error or, or there's more margin for error, I guess. 
as we as mm-hmm. we look at this, but just in terms of the Olympic qualification, certainly that is going to be the focus for everybody here. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the focus for sure. And so, so just to come back to our point of how many teams, Sean, there's nine spots available uh, and China has the 10th. So there will be 10 teams participating at the uh, Olympics okay. and mixed doubles. Oh, yes, that, that does make sense. My math uh, was off because, yes, if there's seven from this, two from the qualifying event, I did forget yeah. the host. That the China are, are. Yes, and there were eight at uh, the 2018 Olympic Games. So uh, so that is an increase of two. So we'll have 30 teams participating at the Olympic Games. 10 yeah, for the men, we, 10 for the women, 10 in mixed doubles. And if we go back to our uh, bold predictions from uh, a, a little while ago around the new year, uh, I did predict that it would be a non-traditional curling power that would make it into those Olympic Games, given that we had the two extra spots. And so maybe we'll get to that later, but uh, let, let's move on to your second thing to watch. All right. Second thing to watch. Actually, before that, Scott, do you know who the defending champion is or champions are? Of the mixed doubles? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't uh, Oscar Erickson and Anna Hasselberg win? Indeed, they did. Do you know who they beat? They beat uh, John Schuster and Tabitha Peterson. Incorrect. They beat uh, Peterman ah. and Gallant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Peterman and Gallant uh, beat the U.S. to get there, I think. Yeah. So it was close. Uh, so the second thing to watch for at the mixed doubles, this is kind of looking at the four-person team folks, but I would say bubble fatigue, and we'll see if this is an issue for anybody. We have a total of six players who are going straight from, or excuse me, five players who are going straight from the women's worlds over to Aberdeen to compete in the mixed doubles. Those being Carrie Anderson, Tabitha Peterson, Jennifer Dodds, Marie Terman, and Stefania Constantini from Italy. So you have five players who will be going right from event to event. You also have on the men's side, I think four players who have been in the bubble already who will be participating a little different for on the men's side. So you have Brad Gushu, Bruce Mowat, Oscar Erickson, and Yuta Matsumura. Kind of interesting for Brad Gushu that for him, at least going back to Newfoundland, he had to isolate Newfoundland for a couple of weeks and now he has to go to Aberdeen to isolate. So he's gone from Calgary bubble to his home bubble now to an Aberdeen mm-hmm. <laughs> version of a bubble. Uh, but we, we have, we are going to see some players who we have seen before and, What's interesting, though, Scott, is outside of Canada and Scotland, you are looking at folks who we haven't seen yet, uh, of at least one participant who we haven't seen in the bubble. And I don't know if this necessarily speaks to a specialization within mixed doubles or a depth of play in these countries that have had teams at world championships that we've seen, but now we're seeing new players for the mixed doubles event and it just shows an increased depth for their member associations for folks to, to pick from. But I think it's a pretty good sign that it's not all folks that we've seen before. Yeah. And I think it's uh, also pointing to some other associations have, you know, sort of split off the programs, right? That they, they've got dedicated teams who do mixed doubles and basically only mixed doubles. Like uh, I, I know the, the Swiss and the Norwegians, are focused on mixed doubles, but do also play four-person curling. It's just uh, that that mixed doubles is their priority. And I, I hope that that's the way we go. Uh, we've, we've talked about this before, but uh, I, I hope that this is sort of more the trend than 
what we've seen, you know, at the top of the podium the last uh, few years at the mixed doubles. Yeah. I, right. I totally last agree. year at the mixed doubles. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it's a lot more fun, I think, when you have specialists because uh, it's, it's a different discipline. It's a, a very different game. Yeah, yeah. All right, third thing to look for are those specialists. Uh, you mentioned Scott Switzerland. I would argue that they are maybe the favorite in this field. Uh, Canada is ranked number one in the mixed doubles rankings. Switzerland is number two. Familiar faces, Martin Rios and Jenny Perret, they are going to make their uh, third appearance at this event, or third appearance for Rios. He has two golds already at the World Mixed Doubles Championship. Together, they won the event in 2017 in the Canadian context, at least a very famous game against Reed Carruthers and Joanne Courtney. And they together won the Olympic silver medal back in 2018, of course, losing to John Morris and Caitlin Laws. So I would say looking at the field, I would maybe put them as the favorites. But let's not sleep, Scott, on the Hungarian side. Yeah, the Hungary, Hungary is pretty good at mixed doubles curling. Yeah, they're really good. So we got Dorotia Palencia and Zolt Kiss. They are making their seventh appearance together. They are just partners in mixed doubles. All the appearances have been together. They have won twice in 2013 and 2015. They were the gold medalist. Last time we had a mixed doubles world championship, they went 7-0 and in the pool play. They lost to Japan in the round of 16. There's, again, no margin for error at the world mixed doubles yeah. usually. But Scott, two-time gold medalist, 7-0 and last time out. I don't think you want to sleep on this team. And if you're anybody in that group A, which includes Canada, Scotland, RCF, don't take that game off and say, well, hungry, like they can't be any good because they're good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something I've learned uh, recently about pronunciations in Hungarian is that the letter S sounds like sh, like sh. Okay. Uh, And ZS together or SZ sounds like s. Like like RS, okay. And ZS, uh, I don't know. It could be something weird. So, uh, <laughs> Dorotia Palanksha. Yeah, nice. Uh, is how I would say that. Uh, and then uh, Salt Kish. Okay, that's better than what I said. Good job, Scott. Yeah, I've been doing uh, Duolingo. So. <laughs> This Hungarian team, like you say, really, really strong team. They're ranked seventh in the world right now uh, in the mixed doubles rankings. Uh, these, This is one of the teams that I expect to challenge for that ninth and tenth spots in the Olympics. Uh, I expect Hungary to be one of them. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we're spoiling a bit. Uh, who, who could be the other ones? Maybe Finland, maybe Estonia, sort of those, those types of uh, countries. Spain? The, I, I think they have a chance. They're, they're sort of a bit on the outside right now, uh, but also a strong program uh, as well as Australia. Uh, did really well, especially uh, in 2019 at the World Championships. I believe they finished fourth, if I'm not mistaken. So I like seeing these, uh, yeah, these sort of more specialist teams, the, the, the countries that you don't get to see every year at 
the four person world championships, th- this is what makes mixed doubles a little more fun to me. Yeah, no, no question about it. You have countries that we don't usually see. And I, I do think that what is lost by going to this qualification system for the world is that we don't see all of these countries that we don't normally see. Because if you look at the 2019 list of teams and the folks who are competing in that event, like the list is huge. Brazil is there, mm-hmm. Chinese Taipei, Croatia. You have France. We don't usually see France, Greece, Guyana, Hong Kong, Ireland, Kazakhstan, Kosovo, Nigeria, yeah. Qatar, Romania, Saudi Arabia. The list just goes on and on of the teams who are competing in that. And and I think the I think something is lost a little bit by going to this qualification system. Now for this year, I understand it. Again, though, the decision was made pre-COVID to do this. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, there is an argument. Yeah, you don't want the event to get huge and have to somehow accommodate and, and arrange for, you know, 70 teams that that gets unwieldy at some point. But uh, some, I, I do think something is lost a little bit. Yeah. And when we look down at the playoff bracket, the the countries that we see listed there are a little more familiar to yeah. curling fans. We do see... You know, like Spain made the playoffs. Uh, we saw England making the playoffs. So we do see like, you know, a little bit of surprises, but uh, overall, it's really fun. It's really a fun event. Like, it, it's fun. It mixed, cur- mixed doubles. So, like, let's, yeah, let's get as many people as we can participating. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. So that is actually my fourth thing to watch. Scott, you kind of jumped me a little bit. But these are countries that we haven't seen so far this year. So countries that did not have a representative in either the men's or the women's world championship. You mentioned a few of them. Some of the names might be familiar to folks. We have Finland, of course, uh, Unakust, a familiar name if you've followed the Euros at all. She's playing with Akukost. They are there in their third appearance, uh, played in 2018 together, going three and four. You mentioned Australia, really good week for Australia back in 2019, losing the bronze medal game to the Americans. They were the fifth ranked team out of the round robin. Spain, you mentioned, is in this field. They were 6-1 in 2019. Uh, They lost to the Russians back when Russia was allowed to be called Russia uh, back in those simpler times. Uh, They lost in the round of 16 there england is in this field very always fun when england is there although less fun when england is not represented by jonathan havercroft uh i won't say less fun the fowlers are good the fowlers are good and i think jonathan would agree (laughs) all right so we'll have yes we do have the fowlers who are going to be there we've seen them at at, at events in the past Uh, new zealand Mm -hmm. is in this field so it is going to be fun to see some folks who uh, we don't normally see in countries who are not normally represented New Zealand's represented by Jessica Smith and Anton Hood. So I think this should be fun for that. Yeah, for sure. I, just some different faces on our TV screens, right? We talk about how the slams are all the same and kind of boring after a while. Well, the mixed doubles is the exact opposite of that. It's yeah, lots of new faces, uh, lots of games, right? Uh, these are pools of 10. Everybody's going to be playing nine games. Uh, in the round robin. So more games, different faces, uh, different countries, always fun. 
So the last thing I think to look for that I'll be looking for here at the World Mixed Doubles, this is being played at Curl Aberdeen, which has signed a deal or, or prior to the pandemic, at least it signed a deal to host three consecutive Mixed World Championships. This is not an arena, Scott. This is a club. This is a, a place that mm -hmm. folks in Aberdeen can go and play. From everything I can see, it looks like a, a six-sheeter. The sheets are divided, but... For the folks who are used to playing in arenas on arena conditions, this will be a little different. Gushu, Anderson, they play at the local club. That's where they practice. They, they're not foreign to smaller facilities. They don't have to play in arenas. But mm -hmm. for a competition of this significance, this is going to be a different setting for a lot of these, these four-person players who have been in the bubble we're used to seeing on TV a lot. So I'm curious to see Curl Aberdeen. I'm curious to see the type of conditions they get at Curl Aberdeen. What sort of curl can they produce there? Again, from all accounts, it is a world-class facility and I'm sure they can get arena-like ice conditions. But this is something that I, I'm really excited to see an event of this magnitude in this type of setting, see what the conditions are and see how the players respond to it. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I didn't think of, Sean. You're right. Uh... It is going to be a different setting and you wonder maybe if, you know, you're not used to playing with those kind of conditions, if it throws you off at all. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess we'll find out as the week goes along, but it, at, at least it won't be maybe as intimidating to the teams that never play in an arena setting and then come in and are all of a sudden, oh, this is way different. The sight lines are different. The, the sound is different, right? Yeah, it, it might maybe level level the playing field a little bit. Potentially, yeah. And and I, I'm also curious to see just what is the situation going to be for TV? Like, how are they going to squeeze in the, the TV crews? And where are the cameras going to be? Like, all, all that kind of stuff. I, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be, we'll be mostly watching on the WCF feed. If I'm not mistaken, uh, TSN is going to pick it up midweek, I believe. Uh, and show only the Canada games as per usual, but then we'll have all of the playoffs in whatever format uh, they decide the playoffs will be uh, <laughs> on our screens here in Canada for that weekend. TSN picking it up on Wednesday. Not sure who's calling it. Vic was kind of sort of vague. Yeah, he said, we'll be back with you. But yeah, uh, yeah pretty vague. But then he also made reference to next season. So who's we, you know, I'll, the Canadians are done. TSN has no more games. Just saying. Question as old as time. <laughs> what will be done? <laughs> yeah. Kathy's just been sleeping, you know, she's just <laughs> hanging out. Mudrick, uh, you know, if golf courses are closed, he's got nothing to do. Yeah. Could yeah. be a thing. But, but we, uh, we will see. So the 5A thing that we'll just point out that, of course, we have to mention as a thing to look out for at this event, it is, of course, COVID and the hope now that everyone gets there to Aberdeen safely and that, uh, you know, nothing happens en route, that the folks locally are, are all testing negative and that all the interactions are, are safe and that we don't have any sort of outbreak over the course of the week. I said before the Women's Worlds, I didn't want to see any press releases that said that we're working closely with Alberta Public Health on this. And 
that wasn't the case. We saw a bunch of press releases like that. And I certainly hope for the folks in Aberdeen and I hope for the players, uh, the World Curling Federation, that we don't have any sort of press releases that come out and say, well, in response to this, we are working closely with the local health authorities to figure this out because Mm -hmm. that means that something has gone wrong and, and certainly we hope that that does not happen. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, sort of goes without saying, but uh, some silver lining on the pandemic. Uh, I, I saw today that the UK reported no new deaths today um, nice. due to COVID the first time in over a year. So things are improving. Things are getting better. And let's hope that applies to everyone going to Aberdeen for this event as well. Absolutely. And, uh, and maybe that means Kate can actually present the trophy in person. Hey, maybe. You know what? I, I got to say, I was disappointed, Scott, in Kate, that when they recorded the congratulations to the Women's World Curling Champion, I wanted them to record, say they recorded that Sunday in Scotland, maybe even Saturday. You know who the playoff teams are. Record it for each team. Record One it three, six yeah. times. And then just play <laughs> for whoever wins. I, that, I, just... I think that would have been a nice touch. What what if they did the Simpsons thing and uh, dubbed over? <laughs> yeah, they had her sort of put her hand up to cough and just dubbed in whatever team won at the last minute. What do you think about that? That would have been fine. I would have been okay with that. Who says it, Vic? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be somebody with a different <laughs> different voice. Yeah, I, I, I thought, because obviously you know it's not live. Like, obviously it's not live. You can see that it's still daytime where she is. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's not. And I wouldn't expect her to stay up until actually it would have been that late for her to do it live. Yeah, but you on. also don't run or rely on like a, a satellite hookup or an Internet hookup. So record it fine. Did it for but the just Oscars. That's take, fine. Just, yeah, but just take the time to say Switzerland, RCF, Sweden. Like, it's not hard. No, it's not. It's not uh, too much work. No, no. So uh, so hopefully, though, uh, Kate can be there in person, present the trophy for whoever Comes out on top of the Mixed Doubles World Championship. Scott, it is that time. So far on this curling season, I've gotten one thing, right? I had Brendan Botcher at the Briar. Uh, I think you had some one of the Grand Slams, right? If I am... Uh, yeah, you had the players correct by on Kerry Anderson. So we've each picked one winner so far this year. So who you got as a 2021 Mixed doubles world curling champions. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is uh really tough, you know, as always. I think I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, Sean, is I'm gonna look at the world rankings. Sure. And just pick the number one team, and that's uh Norway. Give me Norway. So you are going with Norway. That's uh an interesting choice, Scott. We haven't actually talked about the Norwegians uh, really at all on this show. Or over the course of the uh, the course of the season. So, what is it? Is it just the ranking for this Norwegian team? It's it's uh, Skasklian and Nedgroten. Yeah, familiar uh, names. And they're really good at uh, mixed doubles curling. I almost guarantee they're going to make the playoffs. But uh, I just think they're really good. I mean, picking Canada is not a bad thing, but after what Carrie Anderson showed last week, I would be less confident in her. Anna Hasselberg had a good week uh, personally. Uh, I, I So Oscar Eriksson and Anna Hasselberg are obviously not a bad pick, but I just feel like this team have been waiting to show their mixed doubles 
bonafides, I'd say, all year. Let's unleash them and let's uh, see what they can do. Okay. Now, Scott, I'll, I'll just do a quick fact check on you, though. It is Oscar Erickson, but it is not Anna Hasselberg. Oh, no? No, Almina DeVal will be there as the women's player on that team. Oh, well, then it's because Anna Hasselberg chose not to play. Presumably, yeah. 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 So, I, I just uh, saw yeah. that it was Oscar Erickson, and I must have assumed that it was uh, Anna Hasselberg, too. Yeah, no, a lineup change there on the Swedish side from okay, the 2019. Okay. So only half of the defending champions are there. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. So, yeah, anyway, all that said, uh, Norway are my pick. Uh, I think uh, they're strong enough and have shown enough that they'll be there at the end of the week. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Switzerland. I'm going to go with Jenny Prey and Martin Rios. Uh, they're really good. Great experience. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna roll with them over this week. And uh, they'll be fresh, presumably. Don't know what they've been up to, but uh, certainly neither of them had to deal with any transatlantic travel over the mm-hmm. course of the past few weeks. So uh, and, uh, I'm going with Sean, that. both those teams coming out of Pool B. So yes. uh, we're obviously thinking that Pool A might be a little tougher top to bottom. Uh, than than pool B, but uh, th- those are who we think will make it to the end. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I do think pool A is a little deeper overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so we make these picks. So I'll just say congratulations to RCF on winning twenty twenty one, proving us all wrong again. <laughs> so uh, so there you go. That's it for the final event of the twenty twenty one curling season. Or the 2020-21, I guess, curling season. It, uh, it's it been fun. Hopefully, as we say, the mixed doubles is fun as well. A lot of uh, streaming coming up. As we said, TSN is coming on board on Wednesday to start their coverage. So should be a good time. Enjoy the games, everybody. We will be following along. So follow with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Game of Stones Pod. You can find us GameofStonesPod.com, all the past episodes. Plus, the merch is all there, uh, so do head on over. All the merch is supporting Sandra Schmerler Foundation and Food Banks Canada. You can also let us know what you want to hear in the show, Game of Stones podcast at gmail.com. And if you have not yet, please do rate and subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. Helps other people find us, keeps the show growing. So that'll do it for us for today. Scott? Sean? It's it. This is it. Last event. We made it. The last event. Wow. I think a lot of us are are very thankful for curling, but at the same time, probably getting a little getting a little tired. A little, a little tired. bit of curling fatigue. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay because we were able to get curling, and really, that's all we wanted this year. So. Yeah, I don't feel as worn out on curling as I do normally at the last event. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's all been sort of so compressed that it's a bit more worn down for me. But uh, it, it has I, been I see your point. Yes. But it's not, it, there wasn't a Grand Slam in October or the first week of October or in the one at the first yep. week of May either. So the compression for me at least has helped. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, so there you have it. Enjoy the games, everybody. We'll be back with you after the event to break it all down, see who's going to the Olympics, see who's not, see who has to go to that final qualifying event, and we'll tee up the summer 
as we transition back into the curling off season as the weather warms up but the show keeps going so keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern make the final 